and welcome to Literary Merit, the show where we tell you what media has value. Spoiler alert, it's Alex! And also, (laughs) we'll be discussing spoilers as usual. Here's your warning. I'm Ashley. And like I said, I'm Alex. (laughs) He is Alex. And what is new to you, Alex? Well, I've been gone. You've been gone. Since I've been gone, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the other side of the story since right. I've been gone. <laughs> Which, I mean, isn't that song about her deadbeat dad? So now I'm the deadbeat dad? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm what have you been doing, deadbeat Alex? Deadbeat podcast dad. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been... Move, I moved my bedroom to the bedroom next to it, but the families in the rest of the house have been moving. So therefore, my internet situation has been crazy. So I haven't been available to do this really. And then I ended my Target job and then I had a week off. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go visit my best friend down in the place, California, <laughs> um, before my new job. So I was I spent like four or five days uh, on the southern Oregon coast. You did some beautiful pictures. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. And then also um, the Northern California coast, um, which are strangely very different. It's (laughs) weird. When you cross that border, you're like in a different land. Well, (laughs) the water immediately turns like bluer. (laughs) I mean, the water water in like Coos Bay, which is where I was on the Oregon coast, um, is Mm -hmm. already like bluer and greener and clearer than up in like Seaside, where it's just Mm -hmm. gray. It is pretty gray up there. Um, so that the was kind wine of, dark sea, as I don't as know, Homer would put I would, it. I would say it's like a, I don't know, not even wine. It's like, I don't know. Pits that's just how that's how Homer described the ocean, and I like it. Oh, oh, I, for some that reason was an, I thought The Simpsons. No, 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 I'm talking about um, the ancient Greek writer, Homer. Yeah. <laughs> the other homer yeah, the, yeah, yeah okay. i'm caught <laughs> um, anyway so i was doing that and then this whole week i was training for my new job a whole week of training which is like a lot wow yeah that is but that's good like yeah it was like prepared? being back in school <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool, man. Yeah, it's really weird, like how you you cross over the the border between Oregon and California, and the sea gets bluer and the ground gets browner, <laughs> and the trees are all different too. It's so different. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like Southern Oregon is kind of like that, but it is a pretty but strange like, difference. It's almost like the redwoods stop at the border. That was really weird because I was coming well, up. Yeah. Um, the redwood one of the redwood highways on the way back and like suddenly you're in oregon and all the trees are small <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well and i wonder if that if that's coincidental or if that's like intentional like if they drew the border there because they're like this is where the forest stops so this is a good place for a oh, border yeah or yeah i mean borders are man-made and we can just decide them arbitrarily so well, yeah that one especially because it's not a river like it is for washington yeah they're just like mm, here sounds good so maybe that is the way that they determined it i don't know Who i don't knows? know anything <laughs> somebody maybe but not me um but we actually did go to some uh some sort of podcast related places um oh. well not podcast but like 
pop culture related places. <laughs> literary um, merit related places. literary merit related places and so we wanted to podcast while we were down there but it just didn't work out it didn't work out it didn't work out nope but um and that's why you guys got that weird fun episode last time because last week i guess because we're gonna we're uploading this to get back on schedule so we had a we had a late episode but now we're gonna have two in a row and i personally thought it was really good <laughs> well, God. Listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening at all. But I, I, I also very clearly felt your frustration. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, I love those boys, I do, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, but anyway, the, the places we we stopped at, we stopped um, up in a place called, or not stopped, but we uh, walked up to this place called Fern Canyon. Um, mm-hmm. which is like a, a little creek where once you get about halfway up the creek, it's like vertical walls on each side, a hundred feet high that are covered in ferns. And it's oh, wow. breathtaking. And it's That's magical happens to be where they filmed some shots from the lost world, Jurassic park. Aha. That's cool. Yeah. And you could totally see it. Um, they hmm. didn't, they didn't film it. I don't think in the pretty part, which is weird. But it was, oh. I mean, it was still pretty, but it wasn't like fairy magical part. <laughs> Didn't they do a lot of, I, I seem to recall they fi- did a lot of um, scenery filming around that area for uh, walking with dinosaurs. Um, that wasn't on our guide. <laughs> oh, because at least <laughs> not maybe right specifically there, sense. because there's a lot of like old forest with um, not much like grass, because yeah. back in prehistory, like, I guess dinosaur times they did grass wasn't really there. So, <laughs> so they, they did some, cause you know, it was like filmed real life scenery and then they like CG the dinosaurs in. Well, so yeah, I, yeah, that's very possible. But speaking of dinosaurs. Yeah. Let's speak of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, and dress park, but we, we went to, I think it was like right before the border into California, there's this like dinosaur walkthrough thing <laughs> with these giant like um not plexiglass but like whatever that yeah basically giant i can't think of the word word yeah, anyway they're like g- big, big dinos big fake plastic dinosaurs that have really stupid eyes <laughs> that are like not fiberglass fiberglass thank you thank that's what they look like at least um and that was Very so possibly. tacky and amazing. <laughs> and, and like, I loved it. And that was like a major highlight. Um, and we took pictures with all the big dinosaurs. <laughs> um, and then the other, so fun. the other place that was actually kind of disappointing, we drove about an hour south of where um, we were staying to um, a, a little park like a little um, state park um, in the Redwoods where they filmed the speeder scenes from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you couldn't really see because it's been quite a few years. <laughs> yeah, a, a couple. Um, and also it was literally adjacent to a highway. So it <laughs> no. wasn't super magical. <laughs> Not the most serene environment. Also, um, apparently a, a wildfire had been through there 
um, at some point. We didn't know how recently. So literally every single one of the redwoods um, was burned out from the middle. Whoa. Yeah. So apparently what happens is uh, we read a plaque, um, but uh, the, the fire gets underneath like their undercarriage. Like up under the roots? Yeah. And then it just burns out the center. That's insane. But then the tree's still standing. It's just like a hollow husk of a tree? Yeah, and some of them are broken, but I don't know if all of them are burned all the way up. Whoa. Yeah, it was like, it looked like lightning had hit every single one because the center was missing on the bottom. That's trippy. Yeah, and then there was like a... A science project going on and they they had installed these little nets um in that hollow space so they look like little hammocks but i think they were like collecting whatever falls down it was really strange that's man that had to be kind of surreal it was again we were on the next to the highway so it was less magical but (laughs) yeah it was a little it was a little weird we had to sort of like piece it all together as we went on the little hike because it was like two little loops and like we didn't see a sign for the what the research they were doing until the end of the second loop and then we didn't see the sign for what had happened to the trees until the end of the first loop so we're like what's going on (laughs) oh boy but anyway it was it was really refreshing and really fun and i felt like super in shape even though we didn't do anything hard (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's nice. That sounds like a really fun trip. I'm envious. I mean, I wish that I had thought to recommend to you while you were down in Southern Oregon. Um, you should have stopped into Ashland and gone to Oberon's. Are you familiar? Um, I It's vaguely familiar. It's not that ice cream place, is it? No, it's a bar. Oh, okay. It's cause... a bar that's like Midsummer Night's Dream themed. Okay, yeah, because there's the 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 Shakespeare stuff in Ashland. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the Oregon Shakespeare festival is. And yeah, there's this super duper rad bar. Uh, like <laughs> I don't even drink and I go in there every single time I'm in Ashland. It's just this really cool, like sort of medieval fantasy, like fairy themed bar. They've got this beautiful, like wooden bar top. That's all like gnarled and they sell like mead and, and pear cider and all kinds of really cool. It's just like a fun, awesome place to just stop into for a little beverage. Well, if I had gone up I-5 and if it wasn't 11 a.m. when I was going up, then maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, next time you're down there, I recommend it. But on, not on topic, but sort of related. On my way up, uh, I downloaded my very first audiobook. And Ooh. I was listening to Neil Gaiman's North, Norse Mythology. Ah! Yay! I'm in the middle of reading that right now. Yeah. Um, I only listened to, I think, the first three chapters, but they were fantastic. Yeah, let's let's do an episode coming up soon uh, about pop culture, Norse mythology stuff, for we sure. Sh- we should, and you mentioned that in, in the last episode. Um, but I just wanted, I like, I, I was, I really loved at least his telling of the origin story because mm-hmm. um, it, 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 the the Wikipedia page doesn't have as much of a creative license that he takes. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, he goes out so the far. The benefits as, of being a storyteller. <laughs> yeah. Well, he goes so he like talks about Ymir, the first being, basically. Um, yeah. As almost basically almost non-binary, whereas um, on Wikipedia it's like they use the ugly term hermaphrodite. So. Yes. So I just I just really appreciated the creative choices that he made because they felt like both timeless and modern mm -hmm. yeah I, I i definitely want to talk about this i think we should save it okay but anyway i ended up writing <laughs> a poem about ymir uh because Ooh. i was so inspired um and then i also felt like because i have also been watching a playthrough of god of war yeah i felt like god of war they've been doing a really great job of staying pretty accurate while also you know introducing new characters doing their own character. thing well, yeah, because they can't just, like, tell the story while you play through it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, again, I have I have so many thoughts. But I do. I feel like that would make a really good episode, so I don't want to, okay. like, good. talk about it too much right now because I don't want to waste it. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we – oh, what what have you been up to? Well, oh, yeah, that it's my turn, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, I – some of the stuff I've been up to has been like seeing movies and stuff. And I feel like we can get into that later. Cause that's sort of what we're talking about today, yeah. but um, we're getting an apartment. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I got a funny story to tell you about that though. This is a good anecdote for this portion. So um, the, the, the apartment is, is up in Wilsonville and I'm really, really excited. Uh, Will and Dylan and I are moving it in to there together and it's going to be great. Um, we put Dylan on as the um, primary resident because he is the uh, highest earner mm -hmm. in the house. And uh, he got a call on Monday of this week saying, um, we're really sorry. I guess the tenant that lives there right now uh, changed his mind and doesn't want to move out. So, um, we have some other units. I don't know. And Dylan's like, um, what? Like, we signed the lease this weekend. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Uh, I guess I'm going to talk to my roommates and we'll get back to you. So Dylan told us that night. And so that the next morning, I was like, okay, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to pull out my bitchy white girl voice. Like, I'm going to take care of business <laughs> here. Uh <laughs> I know how I know how it works. I've been in customer service. So uh, I, I was like, I don't have very much time. You know, I work on Tuesday. So uh, that morning before work, I sent them an email like, so this is pretty distressing to us considering we've signed a lease. We've already um, paid for renter's insurance for that unit. And, uh, you know, we've already talked to the electric company. And so, like, this is going to be a really big hassle for us if we have to, like, change things, if we have to m change our moving date. Like, this is not really cool. Uh, so I guess we can talk about what to do about it. I didn't hear back uh, by lunchtime. So about one o'clock, I called them and I got this dude yeah. on the phone uh, working in the office. And I say, you know, I kind of sum up what's going on and that I hadn't heard back. And he's like, um this is the first time hearing of this. Uh, I guess I'm not involved in your lease. So here I'm going to look it up in the system. He looks it up. There's no information in the computer about this at all. And he's like, I don't know what's Whoa. going on. Like, I'm really, really sorry. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to ease up on this guy. Like, he's just, he doesn't know what's going on. Uh, so I was like, okay, like, that's just really weird. And he's like, yeah, this isn't, this seems weird to me. Like, I'm going to look into it and call you back. 
And later that afternoon, I got a call from a different person, a, a girl at the office, just like, hi, so we're still trying to figure out what's going on. Um, we're going to call you back tomorrow, either me or my manager. Um, I'm really sorry this is happening. We don't really know. Like, do you know who your brother spoke to? And I'm like, I don't know. And I'm sure my brother doesn't remember. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, turns out, you know, they ended up saying like, okay, yeah, if, as long as you're like, sure that you want to move in, we're just going to make this guy like move into a different unit or something because you've already signed the lease. He said he was moving out. So he has to move out. And we're like, okay, okay. So like, turns out nothing. But like, I'm just wondering who this dude was that jumped the the gun. Do you think the the tenant called you and was like, (laughs) oh, I changed my mind. You can't live it. And he was just trying to like screw everything up. I can't imagine how he would have gotten our phone number. Uh, but that oh, is a funny thought. That is, yeah. I mean, I don't know any other like, way. I, like, honestly, it must so have just strange. been some like loser that didn't know what he was supposed to do, working at the rental office, just like, oh no, and like taking matters into his own hands and jumping the gun a lot when he should have like yeah. stopped for a second and been like, oh <laughs> no, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, wow. So that is it's it was it was a ridiculous week and yeah the ended up them saying like all right no you're good everything is on track don't worry about it <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it was all nothing it was just a whole oh, big nothing uh, but that's good because I don't want to deal with it uh, it's a great apartment though I'm really excited to move that lots of built in shelving which I like. Ooh. Uh, a fireplace. I think it's wood burning. It might be gas, but probably wood burning. You're throwing these HGTV buzzwords at me, and I love it. <laughs> and mm, cherry on top of this one. Uh, on Ooh. the same property, there's a gym. And uh-huh. everyone who lives there gets a free gym membership. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice gym. I'm very, very excited. And when it's a you know three minute walk from my front door and it's free, I yeah. have no excuse not to exercise. <laughs> so uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna get fit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. Aside from that, I've just been like watching stuff. So we'll just you know get into that when we get into that. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to get in there. I think so. I think that we've gapped <laughs> for long enough. Let's 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 discuss things a bit more pointedly. <laughs> well, I think the big one that we haven't had a chance to talk about is Infinity War. Yes. So yeah, we say it at the top. Spoilers. Big big spoilers. It's been two weeks. They can shut up about yeah, it. No, seriously. Like it's been spoiled for <laughs> you already. People- <laughs> People were being really generous that first weekend, though. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I got one visual spoiler on 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 Instagram or not Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, well, I, I came across <laughs> a lot of memes of like people dusting. Yeah, and, disintegrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the only spoiler I got, and I was like, okay, that could happen for a lot of different reasons. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Uh, so luckily that wasn't too. No, it wasn't. It's only a spoiler, really, if you know. Um, yeah. So it's not really a spoiler. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess like what, if, if we're talking about this one first, like, I mean, presumably you loved it. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, was... I, I won't say that like, that I was like obsessed, but I, it was, it was for how much of a fucking mess it could have been. It oh was really yeah. Awesome. I was just impressed that they pulled it off. Like they did. And like, 
Yeah, exactly. It, it, like, I was really worried about them being able to balance that many characters and, like, give people appropriate screen time and write them all correctly. And they did. Like, all of the characters really yeah. felt authentic to themselves. Their storylines felt right. And even though, you know, for some people, the tone was a little different for their movies, they still felt like themselves. Yeah. Like, Thor felt like Thor from Ragnarok, even though it was a much more depressing plot that he was dealing oh. with. It was it was really sad because he was so happy in the last one, and, and then he's just he literally lost every, everyone, everyone, <laughs> everything, every. He's like, oh, now you're the king of the Asgardians. Oh wait, there's no more Asgardians. Now there's no more Asgardians. They're all dead now. Presumably, even Valkyrie, even though we have no evidence. Well, yeah, but if Heimdall's dead, like Heimdall. <laughs> I know, but he uses rainbow magic. <laughs> he did it. He saved the day. He sent Hulk back to Earth. That was good. But Heimdall... That lot of good he did, though. Well, you know. <laughs> you know. It's... He, he, he needs to see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I don't even know, like, what to, what to say other than, oh, man, like, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is so good. Uh, okay, so in the trailer... Thanos looked but ugly. He looked stupid like, as hell. <laughs> like, the CG was not complete in the trailer. And he looked really shiny. And just squishy and weird. Yeah, and the, and the motion capture wasn't super yeah. good. At, or at least it, it didn't look tightened up. But on the big screen, in the final cut, he... I, I mean, he's ugly because he's an ugly alien. He's, but, yeah. like, it looked convincing. I mean, and, and here's the thing. Like, even if it hadn't... I wouldn't have noticed because Josh Brolin is so captivating. He's just doing such a good job up there that I didn't even worry about how ugly Thanos was. The only one uglier was the Squidward guy. Oh, the and Maw, yeah. When he's yeah, when he's first on screen, you're like, this is just like a bad a bad choice by the design team. But then by the end you're like, okay. Well, like, <laughs> Thanos' whole crew was some kind of D&D &D shit. Like, you had that night elf lady and the goblin man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think she was probably more orc because she had horns. Oh, I, honestly, I was thinking tiefling slash night elf. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, and then we had the, the, like, lizard thief guy. He was like a straight-up goblin, dude. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun. It was great. Uh, and I liked them. I liked their, their different personalities and their different powers. Yeah, I liked the Thanos team. They were cool. Although I didn't like the bullshit they pulled at the end. Where it's like, he's still alive! <laughs> oh yeah, that was so sneaky. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, obviously they would lie about yeah. it. Like. <laughs> They're evil aliens. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. And I, and man, like, did you know that it was gonna, like, I, man, when it ended in that terrible, terrible cliffhanger, I was like, what <laughs> have you done? Like, I did not expect that kind of an ending. It definitely, um, like, hit my uh, existential um, body horror button. Um, that was scary, scary shit. It was, like, scary. And, and, and seriously, when Peter Harper, <gasps> not Quill, um, like, that was gut-wrenching. Talk to me about I, Peter Parker. I, because it felt so like exactly what I would have said. Oh God! Oh, I'm gonna and, cry. Like, I know it was heart wrenching. <laughs> that was the saddest part. Of the second to Gamora. Mm. 
Yeah. So Quote, here's unquote. the thing. Here's the thing, though, about Gamora and about Loki. No blood. Huh? I said she had no blood. No blood. Well, no, 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 no. Here, here's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm worried about Gamora and I'm worried about Loki because... Okay, so yeah, we've got the Infinity Gauntlet. We can do ostensibly whatever Anything. we want. But yeah. obviously all the people that got dusted are coming back. That was one action, one thing. But those two... Those two died independently well yeah. before... Loki... Loki is gone for sure. Uh, no. The thing about Gomorrah is she is so important to that series and she is so good. I agree. Like I mean I would say I would say similar things of Loki, but It's it's just Red Skull trickery. Well, yeah, Red Skull. <laughs> I did not expect him to come back. That was a surprising cameo yeah. that I was really satisfied with. Yeah, that by. was cool. I like gasped in the theater and everybody was like, "What's going on?" I'm like, oh my god! It's Red Nobody Skull. saw that movie. Oh, it's Red Skull. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so I'm wondering, like, are they gonna have to stay dead? I mean, they could come back, but you know, my question is like, how do you draw the line? You know, who gets to when you have something I like know. that? It's one thing to say like, I'm gonna reverse this one big catastrophic event. It's another thing to say I'm gonna bring back to life these individual people who died well before that event just because I want to. Well, it. You know. You know. I mean, okay. So here's one thing. If they undust the people, mm -hmm. maybe Peter will take one of the stones because we know that he potentially can. Yeah. And when you say and, that, you mean Star-Lord because we've got multiple yes, Peters right Peter around. Quinn, sorry. <laughs> um, and, uh, and my friend uh, Ashlyn, she was like, why didn't they do like a I'm Peter, you're Peter moment? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of anticipating anyway, something like that and they didn't do it. Right? Um, but... If he gets, I don't know which one he could get a hold of to, to bring her back. But, I mean, obviously that's what he would do because he's that type of person. Yeah, sure. He's like, uh, screw um, ethics. I'm bringing back my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and that's, that's like, literally his only drive in the universe is his family, you know? Yeah. And, like, maybe we're going to do a thing where we bring, up, bring back all the Asgardians because they should not have been genocided. Um, right. And so then Loki I mean, would be like a, in There's that. like a really, there's a throwaway line where they're like, he killed half of the Asgardians. It's like half were already dead because of Ragnarok. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Where, where was that line? That was like right when Thor woke up on the ship, on the, the, uh, the Guardian ship. Okay. Because, okay. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Well, we're been, having it a... might've been, it might've been Hulk when he landed on Earth. <sighs> crud okay because yeah I think, I think it's so small we, such a the three of us will and dylan and i were having a dispute because dylan said that that line didn't happen will said that it did and then dylan went and saw it a second time and didn't catch it so i'm really mm -hmm. glad that you caught it i think it's there because the fact that somebody else heard that means it must have happened well, <laughs> well, and the thing is Thanos doesn't want to kill everyone he wants to kill half like, of how everyone. did they how did half the asgardians live he blew up the whole ship he cut they off half all, of it and then blew it up <laughs> like they were all floating in space like where'd they go they were all dead in space i don't know how did they live uh, i'm very curious about this ask stanley well, he probably didn't have anything to do with it. I know. But I know. yeah, now I really want to know. Like, this is weird. Now that's this is bugging me. Like, are the are there right. guardians or not? Like, because yeah. I've gotten the impression that they're all gone. 
but yeah. according to some I mean, line, it, they definitely they definitely made it look like they were all gone. But that line, oh, I oh, think, oh, was oh. their saving their like little grit. You know. Well, here's the thing, though. Hulk got bifrosted before Thanos blew up the ship. Maybe he thought half of them lived, and he didn't know that all of them died. <laughs> I mean, if that it was would be Hulk a that said it, <laughs> but like, but like, if it was Hulk that said it, he did get teleported away before that happened. So, like, maybe yeah. he was just under the impression that some of them lived. I mean, why put that line yeah. in? I guess, but it's totally reasonable for Hulk to be mistaken on that. And we could say Hulk, Bruce. It's Bruce. Uh, right. Hulk's not having this conversation. <laughs> He's not involved. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find I, out. Yeah, we'll find I, out. I. I I just I, I enjoyed a lot of it. The only things I didn't like were nitpicky things. Like yeah. um, I thought the Stormbringer was really big. <laughs> well, but I mean, I like Mjolnir is pretty enormous. small. Yeah, I think in the comics it was enormous. Yeah, I think so too. It's a comic. And also, technically, Mjolnir, according to uh, mythology, was uh, very it could change size. Yeah, but it was also the handle was short. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love those dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you want to say on <sighs> the topic um, of that one? It was weird just... seeing Paul Bettany make out with Elizabeth Olsen because he's way older than her. <laughs> that was weird. well. She's just she just looks a lot older than she is, and I think that's sort of surprising to people. But she's very young. I mean, she's younger than her sisters. Right. <laughs> and, like, Paul Bettany's an old man. Like, I love him. He's not that old. He's middle-aged, like my dude. He's middle-aged, and she's in her, like, what, mid-20s? Okay. He looks good for his age. Also, he had a ton of makeup on. He's a robot and all that. Yeah, but in real life, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen made out, and that's weird. <laughs> like that. They were paid. They were paid, but it's weird. I don't know, man. I just have a thing, because, like, way well, too Quick, quick question. Yeah. They set up somewhere in the universe that her powers could control the Infinity Stones. Why was that again? It was just like a frequency. She can't control okay, them exactly, but she can yeah, she can destroy them because of like a certain sort of vibration yeah. or something. That's what I that's what I thought. I just wasn't yeah, yeah, sure because yeah. there's so many freaking movies. <laughs> yeah, there's too much stuff going on. I think that concept was just introduced in this movie though. I I think they might have mentioned it in the last Avengers because uh, when he was made, she like did she was like you know Ult- in Ultron. Yeah, because because uh, she could uh, stop him from phasing, couldn't she? Oh, maybe. I, honestly, I don't remember much about that movie. I didn't care for right. it. <laughs> it. It wasn't like garbage, but it was. It was not. Know. It's not in my top. Either. It was no Civil War. Even Civil War, I'm a little iffy on. I love Civil War. Oh my gosh! So I was also talking to Ashlyn about all the Civil or the all the Infinity War memes. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one being uh, when they go find Bucky to give him his arm. He's got greasy hair. <laughs> yeah, and when then they're he's... bringing him to Wakanda, he's got greasy hair. And then when he meets up with Steve, his hair beautiful is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, gl- gleaming and he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's so excited to see his boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, I and then I, was, I think I was listening to NPR or something, or no, it was probably one of the podcasts I listened to. But they were just talking. Oh, it was uh, throwing shade. They were mm. talking about, and they do not care about Marvel, but they still brought up that, you know, it's about time we get a queer, out queer, visible character. Yeah, I'd say. Especially since they erased like the main queer character from this movie, Valkyrie. Yeah. 
played by a queer actress. Come and on. arguably, arguably Loki. Arguably Loki as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Kill them off. And, you know, I wasn't that into Loki, like, in the first place. You know, back when everybody was first catching Loki fever back in, like, he Thor only, days. He was only good in Ragnarok. And, uh, you know, honestly, I'm going to say, also in uh, in the Dark World. I, I, like, I, it's not a great I, I film. I saw that one once, so. <laughs> I did, too, but I saw it right before I saw Ragnarok. Oh, okay. So, it's a little <laughs> fresher for me. And I see the beginnings of that relationship in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got that sort of banter beginning. And I was like, okay, I see it. I see it happening. Uh, and then I'm on the Loki train. But <laughs> it came to a sudden halt. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. Well, what else have you seen lately? Oh, what am I watching? I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> mainly like just playthroughs of. <laughs> of God of War. Of God of War, because the the playthrough I'm watching, they're on hard mode, and it's taking forever. Oh, yeah, that mode is impossible. But they're doing really well, and it looks really satisfying. I just would not be able to handle it as yeah. an amateur gamer. <laughs> it's such a great game. It's just pretty. And it's so much smarter than the other God of War games. Not just smarter, it is uh, reaching emotional depths that the previous installments would not even think about. No, they didn't have any interest in that. Which is like, now that we have this, we're like, why? <laughs> yeah, why would... So well, good. I mean, it's the difference between the early 2000s and now. Yeah. Like, that's that's just... And, and I don't know how, how much of the last episode you listened to, but we sort of got into that sort of... I Probably towards the end of the episode, the, the sort of grim, dark, bad days of the early aughts and like how far we've come from there you know that was the that was the era of shadow the hedgehog so also well uh, i'm thinking the ones i'm thinking of uh probably were more of 1999 1999 had some good ass games yeah but yeah we got into that in with the like the xbox era of just all these like hardcore masculine dark don't give a fuck games and it was a bad time and kratos was ugly (laughs) he was 90 percent chin and the rest was just that awful little like goatee (laughs) (laughs) that awful goatee well um speaking of mythology um i started watching that this new Netflix original series, Troy Fall of a City. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen uh, that on there. All right, so I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I've sort of been doing some other work while watching it, so I haven't been the most attentive. But it was enough. So it was like, okay, I like this. Like, this is my scene. This is the co- sort of thing that I like. I like the look of it. It looks, you know, more than a lot of other adaptations. Reasonably historically accurate and authentic. This is cool. This is I. You know, it's nice to see because, like, <laughs> it's weird when they try to cram the Iliad into like a two-hour runtime. You know, yeah. it's like this was a very long story. This was a 10-year war. You're going to tell it in 90 minutes? Like, I don't know that's going to work. Um, and so to see it in a long-form series is cool. But I will tell you the thing that hooked me on it. The thing that got me. 
It is one character, and that is Achilles. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm going to tell you three words right now. Ooh. Black, polyamorous, <gasps> bisexual. Oh, my God. I'm immediately going to watch this show because... <laughs> Oh my god! Like, why have we not talked about for a few about, episodes? Why, but yeah. oh, okay, but like, why is Twitter not told me yet? Black polyamorous bisexual, my man. Okay. I couldn't so quick, believe what I was seeing. Quick story time. I had a short story published um, about a really like out there queer person who had this theory about Alexander the Great. So he goes back in time to see if Alexander the Great was a bottom. And so then he gets to the past and he meets Alexander the Great and his boyfriend. And it's, I don't know. That's just what it made me think of. That's so cute. I love it. No, it's wonderful. Because they finally go there with Achilles and Patroclus. They finally say, yeah, they were doing it. (laughs) Literally everyone in Greece was doing it. Yes. And like, I mean, like Achilles died. Like he fucking he went and he was he was heartbroken and he fought and he died because Patroclus died. Like it's I, 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 how do you not know that they're lovers? Like it's insane. Yeah. And then they add a, a a white girl in the mix because Achilles and Patroclus are both black. And then they add up a, a white girl up in the mix and it's great. It's like it's like a multiracial bisexual polyamorous relationship <laughs> and i can't stop screaming <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't believe what i was seeing when it happened like there's just oh. this one scene that communicates it and i i like had to rewind because i was like whoa <laughs> am i seeing what i'm seeing right now it was the mo- like i'm just gonna tell you this scene right now okay um, the three of them, so, like, she's this, like, Trojan woman that Achilles, like, spared and took in, and, you know, he can't necessarily, like, free her, because she's a prisoner of war, but he can sort of keep her, and then she's safe with him, and yeah. she's, you know, kind of mad about it, but he's like, listen, I saved your life, like, can we just chill? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's really hardcore, like, it's a very interesting, nuanced take on Achilles, I like him a lot, uh, but... They're, the three of them, because, like, you know, things sort of chilled out between the three of them, especially because Patroclus is a good, sweet boy. And uh, Achilles and Patroclus are, like, play fighting on the beach. Like, they're wrestling because they're, you know, Greek soldiers and they're going about it. And it's, you know, slightly homoerotic, but it's like, this is Greece, whatever. And then they, they're, like, tumbling around on the sand and they just start making out. And I'm like whoa whoa hey hey and like she's sitting by the fire and she's just kind of smiling as they're making out and like oh she's with it she's into it okay uh and then like patroclus comes up and like sits next to her and he's like hey i heard about what you did when i was sick you like helped me get better thanks and she's like yeah no biggie and then they start making out and i'm like what and then achilles comes up and then all three of them start making out and i'm like oh my god what is happening to me right now i couldn't believe my eyes it was incredible it was incredible alex it was the best moment of my week that's such good news that is good news is beautiful and they're great characters and well this is a very racially diverse um telling of the iliad normally it's like all white guys but there's a lot of like black folks in fact um you know the the gods and goddesses show up periodically and they're handled in a really interesting way but um uh 
who was it? It was Artemis. Artemis was portrayed very briefly by a woman who appeared to be a uh, black albino woman. Oh. And it was a rad look. <laughs> she was very cool. <laughs> she was very cool. And like Athena is black. Um, yeah, lots. Of it. uh, it's real good. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Uh-huh. I love Greek mythology, though. I'm a big, big nerd for Greek mythology. Well, also a little bit of Greek history, too. Not just mythology. It's all yeah, mythology. sure. I mean, uh, history. Like, well, it's it's vaguely history. <laughs> yeah, like it's not clear Historical if Troy fiction. even. Sure, yeah, because it's not even clear if Troy existed, but um, maybe it did. Maybe some of this happened. But it's, you know, it's the Iliad, and it's good times. It's really good. Um, back sort of to Marvel, I've been watching, I mean, I always watch it, but I caught up last night on um, Legion. Oh, you know, I haven't caught any of that yet. So season one was good at least for for what it is i mean not most people probably aren't going to like it just because it's you know it it could easily be interpreted as trying too hard to be strange and weird and trippy mm-hmm. um but i like a lot of the decisions post episode 1 um but in season 2 it's like you have nowhere to like ground yourself <laughs> but i just every scene that Aubrey Plaza is in is just Mm. incredible. She is so like that's she's the only reason I'm watching the show honestly because she's so good (laughs) and it's so like it's exactly right for her but it's also like just a little bit darker than a lot of her other stuff Mm -hmm. well that's how I felt about Parker Posey in Lost in Space right even though (laughs) like from what I've seen and from what I've heard of later on, she's kind of a letdown. Um, the casting in general of her in that role, I think is like genius. And I totally dig her like scary 80s mom look. <laughs> I mean, that's just like with her cool. Is. <laughs> yeah, but like that, that like jumpsuit and that fanny pack uh, and that perm and those sneakers. Oh. I'm like, mmm, wow. Oh, so my love for Parker Posey goes back to uh oh what were they called not the pussycat dolls <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know just... oh okay see my love for her goes back to the like christopher guest movies okay yeah so she's the villain in josie and the pussycats and she is gosh i didn't even remember <laughs> it's her it's her and alan cumming oh playing my God, opposite that's each other incredible. sort of and it's just great and campy that is a good dynamic it is and she's just one of those people that like is so simultaneously like underappreciated but also like literally everybody knows her because of her name (laughs) yeah well yeah and like you know you're not going to forget her if you've ever seen like waiting for guffman or best in show or something she's incredible in those oh my god i love that movie so much kelsey in that she killed. Have you seen Waiting for Guffman? I don't think so. Maybe parts of it. Oh, it's the one. They're, they're a community theater. You know what? That sounds so familiar. It might have been a long. Might be a long time. Yeah, she's got this hilarious scene um, where she's like auditioning for the show, mm-hmm. and she's like doing this incredibly dramatic monologue, or she's like 
talking to her like mother that's on life support but she like hates her and she ends up like pulling the plug and it's like just the most insane over the top like scenery chewing monologue and she's got this hilarious southern accent and everyone's just like she's so good (laughs) like (laughs) it's really very funny i want her in every role and then of course okay so then they made another genius move by having her sister be selma blair yeah, that like, was a fun little bit there. Like, of course they're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked that scene where it's like, oh, man, because she, she's just like, yeah, Dr. Smith or whatever her name is. She's yeah. um, the most calculating person but like, on Earth. But like, also so clumsy. Like, not physically but, clumsy, but, but just like calculates, but then doesn't, I don't know, it's just like missing part yeah, of it. And just sort of figures yeah, it out. She figured, yeah, and so, yeah, that's, and that's where the tension comes in, but it's yeah. just like, oh, man, like, you were plotting this the whole time, like, that scene at first seemed so, so silly when she's, like, at her sister's house, and her sister's, like, beautiful and wearing this perfect suit and, like, has this perfect home, and then she's, like, looking like a hobo, mm-hmm. and it's just like, what is this? And she's just, like, crying and just so pathetic, and then as soon as she poisons her sister, it's like... Oh, she was she was playing her. This is this is how she could trick her sister to just play into her sister's like pity for her. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And it was so brilliant because the moment that her sister was out, like she, she was just a totally different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was good. I was like, dang, want, she knows like, what okay. she's doing. So we've talked multiple times about how I want like genre Star Wars movies. Now it's time for genre Marvel movies. Um. And I just, like, why not have that type of actor in a role like that? Like, why can't Parker Posey be in a weird Marvel movie? <laughs> you just want Parker Posey to be in a Marvel movie. Right? Like... <laughs> well, and, and they've sort of dipped a toe because, like, Ant-Man was ostensibly a heist film. Right. And uh, they're now, it's, I think it's Fox... Uh, but they're doing that horror mutant movie. Right, yeah, with, um, what's her Game of Thrones? Um, <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's Sansa Stark. What's her, or not Sansa, um, Sansa was. You can't ask me an actor's name. <laughs> she's, she's. She's wonderful. Yeah. Maisie Williams. Yes, okay. Maisie yeah. Williams. That's her name. Yeah, yeah, that looks fun. Yeah, because, like, now that every movie is a superhero movie, like, they can't all be the same movie. Exactly, so... and that's exactly what's going to happen in Star Wars, which is why they're doing the spinoffs. Mm-hmm. I cannot friggin' wait Solo. for Solo. Um, so I saw a tweet. I think I was responding to it, too. Um, they were talking about the main guy in Solo, and they're like, I don't really oh, care about this. I only want to uh, talk about how much I love beautiful creatures beautiful creatures which is like his first movie oh man i haven't even oh god it's seen that oh so imagine a movie being made about a book that's sort of like vaguely in that sort of twilight-esque time yeah the ya fantasy cranking out ya fantasy yeah um it might be older but you know it's in that sort of genre and the movie yeah. has the most incredible cast. It's got Emma Thompson. It's got um, Jeremy Irons. It's got uh, 
Emma. What? Emma. In the war. Emily. The one in Phantom of the Opera. Oh, uh, I know who you mean. Yeah. And I, Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum, thank you. Um, it, it's just an incredible cast. The script doesn't do them justice, but they do the script justice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wow, I gotta see this. Yeah. It's yeah, I don't like, know, because I know him from Hail Caesar, and I love him in that. He's yeah. the cutest so, of pies. So it's basically a Romeo and Juliet story. Right. Um, well, half of romances are. Yeah. Um, and it might be on um, Netflix, actually. Either Netflix or HBO or one of those. Um, Gonna get on that. You, I hope you'll yeah, I need it. to watch... I need to watch um, Hellboy 2. I haven't watched it in years, but that's on oh Netflix my God. now. Oh, my God. I, I own it, obviously, because that movie <laughs> is so good. And I've like, watched the first one like a thousand times. Well, that's because it's always on TV. <laughs> well, no, it's because I have the DVD of it. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I just love it. Like, they don't seem like they're made by the same director. I mean, 2 is just a lot more Guillermo. He's just really turned up the Guillermo. Oh, I know, I know. But, like, they don't seem like the same director because he took such, like, much more control of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he turned up the, That's what you do when you turn up the Guillermo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you see that he... I, I, you probably liked the tweet, but he um, he posted about, save Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, like, everyone's... Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's a good boy. He's yeah, like, well... And, like, you can't turn down an Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah when and well and the, yeah and apparently hulu's like yo we got you so that's no cool. hulu nope. hulu backed out uh nbc oh it. oh well somebody did I, somebody would like obviously this is insane <laughs> well but, and they only have to do one season too it's not like they have to commit you know they just need to wrap things up sure yeah although they should really take our advice and do like a reboot with i don't know a, a, a surf shop that would be another great scene like (laughs) anything any workplace just anywhere can you imagine holt in a surf shop (laughs) you know i can't actually but that would be very fun to see uh oh man i have so many ideas there needs to be a bob's burgers crossover there needs to be (laughs) an episode where they switch places with the entire cast of quantico (laughs) oh that would be interesting right (laughs) <laughs> a marvel movie with them <laughs> oh my god directed by taika waititi uh. <laughs> yeah i've been watching a lot of stuff lately i have been waking up at 6 a.m and going to bed at like nine <laughs> so i haven't really wow i've been only fitting in my one hour uh god of war viewings. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Well, as you settle in, I'm sure you'll get back into a more normal sort of schedule. Yeah. I have been watching a lot of music videos, though. Uh, like This Is America? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the, I, I mean, like, we're not going to add anything special to whatever no, else we're talking about. we have but nothing like, to contribute here. <laughs> just A, so I was talking to Allie about this. Um we are so absolutely enthralled by uh, Donald Glover. Um, yeah, he's the best boy. But that is also ha- another level that the music video is working on. Mm-hmm. Is that we are viewing him in a sexual way. 
and then we yeah. just feel complicated. <laughs> and then we're yeah. like, oh, now my brain hurts. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a really challenging watch. And just, like, stunning and perfectly fit to the song. The song's great, but, like, the, yeah. when, like the gunshots change the music over. It's, it's like... It's a whole new level yeah. with that video. And then yeah, I've been listening to uh, Dirty Computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't watched the whole Emotion video, which is weird. But yeah, I'm me kidding. either. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Janelle Monet is just, like, perfect, of course. Yes, she is. That's true. Oh, can we talk about <laughs> the Met Gala? Yeah, let's talk about the Met Gala. Oh, oh my god. Zendaya, Zendaya. Oh my god. Zendaya like, all like, day. Okay, okay. Like every single <laughs> point of the style. Like who, like the hair color. Perfect. Eh, eh, the, I'm like, in love with her. I'm in love with her. <laughs> I mean like the the only thing is that we have not seen her in enough movies. That is the only thing, you know? And she's she's clearly got some good range. Like, she's fun. She's got a good attitude. Like, I love her in Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's, like, so different from how she is in a lot of other things. Uh-huh. Ugh. I just... Yeah. She's... Like, uh, no, she's a rising star, that one. She's got a long way to go. She, she definitely was probably... If, if we, like... Um, averaged out everybody's opinions of all the outfits, she was probably the most universally liked. Well, yeah, I mean, go on Tumblr. Everyone's right. illustrating her. Everything is, is Zendaya as Joan of Arc. It's, it's well, because amazing. It was the most um, out of both times. You know, it was mm-hmm. exactly like Joan of Arc would have been dressed and exactly modern as well. God, it's so good. Well, and here's, I mean, that's a cool thing. You know, everyone's sort of going for, because based on the theme, you know, people are going for like, oh, I'll do sort of an angel thing or like a, like a clerical thing or, you know, whatever. Like there's, there's, there's a few different sort of Catholic imagery, but people didn't necessarily consider that. Like of that, it was, it was unique as well as incredibly executed. Well, I think, so the, the theme was heavenly bodies. um, Yeah. And like Catholicism. Um. So not just like there are people who are like you're appropriating Catholicism. It's like Catholicism told them to do it. Yeah, you can't like that's not yeah, a thing. A is not a thing. <laughs> B they had thing. permission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like yeah, no, and yeah. they loved it. They oh. loved it. Like, did you hear about that bishop like joking that Rihanna borrowed his miter? Like, it's incredible. It was a joke. I thought it was real. <laughs> no, that was a joke. Okay, it was a joke. Anyway, but it was a very good joke. I just heard the headline. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. But like. Her, she, you know, wore a person. She was, or she was a person, not a heavenly body, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was like no, it, the most earthly one, you know? But then, you know, but then Joan of Arc, does, you know, has this like heavenly connection. Oh, yeah. You know, she was oh, yeah. a, a vessel yes. for, you Entirely. know, for God Entirely. and all that. Oh, so, like, it's just, yeah. it's And then, of course, we have the other standouts. We've got Chadwick Boseman. He, he, We've got. He was best of anyone you don't like he beat all the men he beat all the women he beat all the you well, know. i mean he certainly beat all the men but like that's not hard because the men tend to not to go for it 
They really tend not to. There were some other okay men's ones, but his was... Wasn't Jared Leto just, like, straight up Jesus? Yeah, like, tacky Jesus. Yeah, I didn't like that. He but... shouldn't even be invited. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I really like... liked um, Lana Del Rey's. Yeah, that was really... Oh, man. That was, like, the first one I saw, it, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. what is this? Uh, and I, I really liked Cara Delevingne as well. Hers reminded me so much of the Enchantress. <laughs> really? I thought it was a lot better. Oh, than it was better, but like it it just reminded me of it. Um, yeah, sure. Just that kind of spooky, covered-up face thing. Yeah, striking. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, of course, I mean, Rihanna. Like, Rihanna's the queen of the Met Gala. Yeah. She was very good. Did you watch she that little, very... like, video? No, I've just seen photos. Uh. <laughs> she just knows how to model of course she does she's glamorous uh, uh, did you actually see uh, I was at first unimpressed by Donald Glover but it's because it's very hard to find photos of the back of his jacket oh no I didn't see there was on the back I, I saw a gif and okay. so in it was he didn't turn around all the way so it was kind of hard to see but the back of the tuxedo because he was wearing that sort of lilac colored tuxedo uh-huh. like mauve tuxedo and on the back was this incredible full back beating i think it might have been like the sacred heart or something oh. like that but it was like this beautiful I think had some shoes on too that had a had something on them too yeah I, like i don't know why everyone was photographing him from the front because right. the back was the was the scene i i don't <laughs> <laughs> they missed it uh well he I might mean, have also like not to... like been posing the way somebody who's used to yeah. doing that sort of thing the gif i know? saw was really cute where he was kind of like he turned so you could see the back and he kind of looked over his shoulder and did that cute little like two finger like uh catholic image you know where you like oh, yeah. it's uh-huh, like uh-huh. you get your fingers together like that little <laughs> thing and i was like donald look at you you're so cute i also yeah. liked uh solange I don't know. Did, did I see that? Remind so me what was like, she was. She had a little um, a halo, not like a tacky halo, but like you know. Uh, oh, oh, oh like halo. that big golden around the back of her head thing. Yep, and then she had like those big curving, like uh, almost like three D printed hip installment things, um, and then she had um, a, a huge do rag on that said like in beating God wears a do rag or something like that. Maybe I didn't oh, see this. Oh my gosh. You, you, I mean, only on Tumblr did I see the the part about the do rag, but like, she, she looks. I mean, she always, you know, looks strange, but in a good way, you know. Oh, did you see? Um, what was it Linda Carter? She had the the Jewish oh, situation happening, which was very cool. Yeah, well, because like her family is Jewish, and so she had this like beautiful Star of David pin on the back of like her hair. And she had this beautiful tiara that had, like, Hebrew writing on it. I can't remember what it said, but it was a very good look. Let's see. Oh, that's just classic, too. Isn't it just beautiful? She's just classy. and Because it's, like, you know, it's a little bit harder to, to, to know what to do with these kinds of events when you are a lady of a certain age. And I personally believe in just going for whatever the hell you want to. Helen Mirren does that beautifully. But for a lot of ladies, it's kind of like, mm, how do I well, glam not, it up? That's not when a foreign I... gown, though. That's like... No, it's not. It's really, like, complicated and structured. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm just really happy to see her go for it and do something very cool like that when it seems like a lot of the time the really big looks are reserved for the younger hipper yeah. people well and that's like 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. I think it was Vanity Fair that called Dakota Fanning's look like the most iconic look of the Met Gala. And it was like a one-shouldered white dress. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, she looked lovely and angelic and totally boring. Like, it's like, fine, do what you want, Dakota. You don't have to do go for the whole thing. But like, are you serious, Vanity Fair? Like, are you serious? That is so boring. I know, like, she looks pretty, and it would be totally appropriate for, like, the Oscars, or the, you know, whatever. Probably all the photos that but, are coming up, um, I don't, I don't know her name, but the, the, um, uh, the writer and actress for Aziz Ansari's show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know her name either. Um, but From anyway. Ma- uh, Master of None? Yeah. Her her uh, rainbow cape is in the background of almost every one of Dakota Fanning's Oh, photos. yeah, 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 Which yeah. I've seen that a because, lot. Because that was, like, so bold, so, like, rebellious. Yeah, that was so a great beautiful. choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good look. And we didn't even have, like... Some of the usuals. I mean, obviously, there was no Beyonce. There was no Lady Gaga. Yeah, well, they've handed the torch, I think. Well, I mean, Beyonce's got family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids got to be in bed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's done it. She's already beat everybody. Um, yeah, she won. She's It's somebody else's A lot story. of people were pointing out that Lady Gaga's already done the theme to death because she had judas that's all she yeah. does that's what she does whereas, where, she lives the met gala every day of her right? damn whereas life madonna like struck out because she did something that was not quite as stunning as she's done before you know <laughs> no it's 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 the it's the new the new gang man it's we got this yeah this new crowd and i'm oh just gosh. excited as hell about it i love them i just love found them. a little girl dressed up as uh what in what Cardi B wore? <laughs> That's good. That's so it's cute. Really pretty. Yeah, Cardi B had a good look. I mean, like to be that pregnant and rocking that outfit, like it was incredible. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's super cool. It's super duper cool. But no, I'm in love with Zendaya all day, every day. She's beautiful and amazing, and I want her oh, to slay dragons um, for me. We also have um, Frances McDormand. Oh, yeah. Hers was so cool. Yeah. I don't know what the reference was, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I I feel like I, I want to expand my knowledge of sort of Catholic mythology and what oh, all that is. Hers is so different. Like, hers is teal and yellow, mm. whereas most of the Catholic, Catholic, Catholic <laughs> sort of symbolism, especially that was drawn upon, is white, gold, and red. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty prominent colors in Catholic imagery. But I... One cool thing about um, Rihanna's look, um, just with all those beads and stuff, it was almost Byzantine. Like, just how Mm -hmm, sort mm of opulent it was. It was very cool. Uh, Rococo, maybe? Is that... Would that be inappropriate? Maybe, but I'd I'd say even more just sort of like... Almost like Byzantine, like Greek Orthodox. Yeah, it was just a lot. Sort of a more Eastern. I don't know how things cool. were just like popping off as soon as she moved a muscle. Like, <laughs> I know that was some really good seam work. I think <laughs> some strong was... threads holding those beads on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, man, when I was trying on my my wedding dress, like that didn't have a lot of like beading on it, but like little pearls were falling, and I was like, oh, oh, bye bye, you're gone. 
<laughs> so, but I have a feeling her dress was a lot more expensive than my dress. <laughs> um, maybe. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit. It might be, you know, one of those one-of-a-kind, like... <laughs> Hand sewn, sort of, yeah, probably. <sighs> probably. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find out <sighs> more about Francis McDormand's because it's so cool, but. Well, gosh, did anything else cool happen since we last talked? I saw um, A Quiet Place. That was cool. Um, everybody in my uh, training class was talking about it, but I don't know. I'd need to see it with somebody. I don't think I could get it with myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say as movies go, it's very, very, very good at building tension. Like it's not the most original premise. It's not, you know, it's not doing anything too new. But it just it 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 works well. It's well <laughs> built. Whoa! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Style.com was playing a video. <laughs> oh, is that what happened? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'd I'd recommend it for people who you know enjoy seeing horror films. It's it's not too like gruesome or anything. They did say the ending was a bit intense. I mean, like I said, it just it's very good at building tension, yeah. and so by the end, it's like ooh, like really ratcheted it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then, um, why don't we talk about? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, I didn't plan one, but let me just. Uh quickly look at my podcast and see if there's anything new yeah i'm gonna do the same because i've been watching i've been listening to some new stuff um nothing new uh but jonathan van ness who is jonathan from uh queer eye the netflix show um he has a, i think I probably talked about it before but he has a podcast called getting curious where he spends a half an hour with a guest um and he uh on my road trip, I, I listened to him talk to one of the um, Olympic U.S. team ice skaters, um, and they were they were just really mm. you know chatting back and forth. They had a really good rapport, um, and they were talking about um, how that she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and I was just daydreaming about. Um, I really, really, really wish that Tanya Harding would dance to the song Tanya Harding by Sufjan Stevens. Oh my God. Oh my God. I have a crazy story to tell. I mean, that's not really a story, but just a fun little mini anecdote about Tanya Harding on Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know how Will teaches classes at a dance studio? Yes. She practiced for Dancing with the Stars at that studio. Well, of course she lives over there. I know, but it's crazy. Like, Tanya Harding was practicing at Dance Fusion. Like, <laughs> I've practiced at Dance Fusion. It's insane. He told me that. I was like, what? And he was he was like, yeah, she told me like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, and you didn't tell me immediately? Like, that's so crazy. Will. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's really awesome. Like, I probably should yeah. watch um, that. I hate Dancing with the Stars normally, but, I mean, I love Adam Rippon. I would love to see what Tanya would do. I just like to watch the sort of stand. If something like really great happened, I'll like watch on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my recommendation slash my um, what Tanya Harding could do to be a total icon again. <laughs> that would be that would be. I mean, incredible. I she hates that song, but like, still, like even if you hate it, 
Take it yeah. back, man. You, Take it. it. A, Own like, it. It's a song about you. <laughs> and it's critical. But like, yeah. Everyone's critical of you. So just be like, fuck it. Own it. Yeah. If you're going to own it, just own it. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I want to recommend, it was actually what I had wanted to recommend when we had attempted to record oh, last oh, episode. Um, and it just, so we sad. were, I know, we just could not talk to each other. That was, that was some internet nonsense. Um, so, yeah, it was scary. Uh, <laughs> so I've been sitting on this recommendation for a few weeks now. Um, it's this podcast, Hellbent for Horror. Uh, it's really cool uh, if you're interested in the horror genre because basically this guy is just a big, big fan of horror and, you know, just sort of the different mediums that it that it's used in. And he just talks about horror. Um, some episodes, you know, he'll t- he, like, did a whole episode just talking about John Carpenter's career. He'll talk about sort of general horror concepts and the ways that they've manifested in different films and books and things over the years. Nice. A uh, recent episode that he did that was the first one I listened to and totally got me hooked was he was talking about the idea of like springtime horror and how, you know, most of the time we associate horror with autumn and, you know, Halloween and like the changing of the seasons, the trees are dying, it's getting colder, like that's the scary time. But there is a there's a very interesting type of horror lurking under the surface of springtime with sort of like pagan fertility sacrifice rituals oh and all that okay. kind of cool I stuff have to listen to that because what? i'm so into that soul whole like well like it's like um annihilation oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's some serious springtime horror with just things growing yeah. and blooming but it's like awful yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh he bring he brings up like the original and you could you can make a case for the remake but the original wicker man uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is, yeah, like a springtime horror, pagan ritual sort of thing. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite horror films of all time. Um, so, yeah, very fun podcast. Hellbent for Horror. Um, his most recent episode was actually a really cool discussion on the way um, that misogyny uh, manifests within sort of the fan culture of horror. Oh. Um, apparently, this big terrible fiasco happened at this convention recently where these guys who'd made this like shock horror film that was like a retelling of this real life serial killer case um they were just being really awful and abusive and like creepy and bad um about everything how there's just sort of this atmosphere of like you can't criticize anything because censorship is evil like and so whenever you want to say like hey your behavior is really misogynistic and hurtful and the way that you're talking about rape and like victimization of women is really uncool then people are like you can't deal with it you got to get out like you can't you know say that to me because don't censor me um and so yeah i mean he was just completely coming out saying like that's a really toxic and terrible attitude to have and i'm gonna talk about what these guys did and why it's really really uncool uh, so very good stuff if if you are a fan of horror. Um, and I've found some really great um, recommendations of things to watch and uh, and otherwise consume. Thanks to this guy. I, I watched this bizarre late 60s, early 70s uh, British series. I wouldn't even necessarily call it horror. Um, I mean, it's fairly spooky. It's called The Owl Service uh, based on a book from the 60s. It's trippy and weird and the whole thing is eight episodes on youtube 
<laughs> and it's uh, it's just it's the kind of stuff that only late sixties Britain can serve up to you. <laughs> um, yeah, good stuff. All right, anything okay. else? Uh, I was I was gonna say that the only movie that we watched while we were down in California was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the newest one. Ah, uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah. Good time. Did you watch Mikey's video? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I even asked. That was well. I mean, it was a fair ask because I haven't been paying attention to every single one as much. But of course, I'm going to watch the Star Wars ones. It was so good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you know who Freckle is? Probably not. Okay, so there's um, a gay web series on YouTube called the uh, Fabulous... I I get the title mixed up because it sounds like another gay movie. Um, But anyway, there's a character, uh, a gender-fluid character named Freckle, um, who has just this iconic uh, monologue about seeing two beautiful boys in the street, inviting them up, and then sucking their dicks. <laughs> and about how the sheets are uncomfortable, even though they're expensive. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful, incredible scene, and somebody dubbed that scene to um, Snoke talking to um, Ray and Ben. Oh my goodness. And it's so good. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <sighs> yeah, good video from Mikey. Uh, definite recommendation. Guys, check out Movies with Mikey on The Last Jedi. It's a very good defense of the film. Also, a film which I don't feel like should require right, defending, exactly, but apparently it exactly. does. Um, definitely watch that, but also maybe even before, watch his uh, video on uh, the Force Awakens, and also his breakdown of the, uh, the reception. Yeah, well, he, he yeah. specifically talks about how those films were received when they first came out, because that's a really yeah. important perspective to have. Oh, especially for the prequels. Yeah, well, honestly, for all of them, because, like, people didn't like Empire. Now it's everybody's favorite. So, like, and, and maybe think about it. And adored the prequels initially. Mm-hmm. Same with critics. Yeah. 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 That does it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor FM, and elsewhere. Please rate and subscribe so more nerds can find us. We really appreciate it, and it really makes a difference. And check us out on Twitter, at LitMeritPod, for updates and news. We also have our individual Twitters. I am at ThatJackanApes. And I am at King with no name. And thanks to Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Fraud, from his album, Artificial Heart. Until next time, remember, no no guilty guilty pleasures. pleasures.